I can't re-preach the book of James this morning, but I call this, I've called this book many things in my life, but it's the one book that I've seen have real results in my life. And I was young when I started reading this book and I actually memorized these five chapters, not because I'm a great guy, but because I was in a competition. I wanted to kick the other team's tail. That's why I did it. Didn't do it for a good reason, but the Lord used my competitive spirit to uh, chasten me and teach my tail some things in life. Amen. And so this is a powerful, a powerful book. It's a real results. I call it Tough Talk to Help Me Walk. Say that with me. Tough what? To help me walk. It was written by James, the pastor at Jerusalem, the first pastor at Jerusalem. It was ground zero for persecution and martyrdom. People were being butchered for their faith in Christ right after Jesus had died on the cross. Uh, naturally, who's going who's gonna to be in line to get killed next? His followers. Got it? Say so when you think you're having a rough day, read the book of James. When you're facing struggle and you want to make it, now if you want somebody to feel sorry for you, James is not your guy. James is not your man. James is going to help you get tough. James is going to help you live for God. He's going to help you, you buck up. He's going to help you be strong. Like last week, shut your mouth. Remember what he said last week? Hush your mouth. Remember that message last week? Did he cut us any slack? Yes or no? No slack. And we know that Scripture is given to us of inspiration of God. Amen? So this is God's Word. But he used the, the man James, the pastor, to write this little five-chapter book. So here's a, another lesson today from James. So here we go. See what we can find today. The war within. Say that with me. The Now you're doing pretty good today, but let's get a little better. The what? And this is how we have church. This is how we do it. We talk back and forth. And if you're not with us today, I get that. I'm glad you're with us online. You can almost think I'm not happy you're there. I just love so much more if you can be here. But I know not everybody can. It's not good for everybody at times. I get that. Many of you are away. You're all over the country. Some different places in the world are watching today. Thank you. So, But I like you to talk back to me a little bit. So even if you're at home, go ahead and say it. Come on. So we, it gets down in your heart when you repeat things. I believe it. So, what's the message today? It's the what? There's a war going on. And here's what was happening in that church, that early church. They were fighting. They were prejudiced. You remember that? That's what we talked about. That was a few months ago. That was one of the messages. They were, they were the rich folk that had been suffering. They came in. They treated them different than the poor folk that didn't have nothing. Are you kidding me? Crazy. And then they were mouthy, weren't they? Just biting on one another. Were they doing that? Yes or no? Sure they were. Did churches do that? Say. We're crazy. We don't want that here. If you're going to do that with your mouth, you need to get right with the Lord or get, get, go find another church because there will be plenty of that to welcome your mouth. We're not one of them. We want to love. Amen. Say. Say that with me. We want to what? We want to encourage. We want to bless with our words. Amen. I need somebody to encourage me. That's not to say that I don't need a tough word sometimes. We all can use that sometimes. But it needs to be done in what? L-O-V-E. So James hammered them. But they were fighting with one another. They were judging one another. Good grief. How many have been in church does that? Just judge one another. You'll have a better marriage, sir, if you quit trying to fix your wife. Ma'am? You'll have a better marriage, uh, ma'am, if you quit trying to fix your husband. 
Quit finding fault. What do you mean? How about work on you? When people come counsel with me for marriage, a lot of times it would just be one of them. If it's two of them, good. I like that. But the bottom line is, I can make my marriage better if I make me better. Say that with me. I can make my marriage better if I make me better. I can make my church better if I make what? Me better. The whole point is this. The war is not out here among us guys. The war is right here. The war is right here. I know more sin about Gary than I know anything about you. Y'all hear me or not? Don't you think that way? James is trying to help them now. This church is hurting. They could be getting killed tomorrow. Don't waste your day. Here we go, Raj. The war that rages. The war that rages. We're going to the Scripture in just a moment. The fighting and personal wars we face are from where? Good job. Amen. Chapter 4. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your own what? Lust. That war in your what? Now he ain't talking about in your church members. He's talking about in your mind, in your heart, in your words, your actions. This is where the war is. Okay? He's talking about our flesh. The war comes from our what? Our flesh. We're saved. If you're a believer in Christ, you are a Christian. You're saved. But your sin, your skin ain't. Got it? You got the flesh, baby. You've still got that sin nature. But hallelujah, I've been born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. So now I have a fighting chance to win this battle called life for Christ. But if I'm going to win it, I'm going to have to fight. Did y'all hear me or not? If I'm going to live for the Lord, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a struggle. And that's a good thing. That's better than like, oh, I don't have to do nothing. I just give a little money to my favorite preacher and it'll all be good. That's because we're bums. And we don't like to work and we don't like to struggle and we don't like to fight. But if you want to live this life and be a victorious Christian, you and me, we have to do what? A sweet lady in our church this week. And I don't mean to hurt her. But she found out that she had stage four cancer. And within a couple hours, they'd called immediately and they came to see me. And she said, and I don't know them that well, but I'm getting to know them over the last, you know, couple of years or so. But she said to me, I wanted to be here because you give off an air of support, comfort, And that you can make it. I thought, man, they put that on my tombstone. I don't think that of myself. I think I'm as mean as a snake. But during her hardest day, maybe on this earth, she came to see me. Guys, if you're going to fight the battle, whatever it might be that you face, you're going to have to fight it. Okay? You hear me? And there's a war that's going on. Who knows what tomorrow might bring? Yes or no? Amen. Or even today. <laughs> and you've got to fight this battle. We don't need to fight each other. Yes or no? Okay? You can make it. I said that about her because I, 
the fact that I want to be that kind of guy that says you can make it. I don't want to pat you on the head. James was not that kind of pastor. I don't want to be that kind of pastor. I want to love you, but uh, that's one thing I love about Robbie. Playing basketball. Your work ethic. Okay? You're not 6'9". You know that, right? But you played some that are, ain't you? Haven't you? You're rough, ain't it, son? But what do you have to do? You just have to work harder, don't you? Robbie, say work harder. That's what you have to do, ain't it, son? You have to work harder. That's what we do in our life. If you want to fight this battle, you've got to work harder. We've got a flesh in nature. Peter says this, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, say it with me, abstain from what? Fleshly what? Lust that war against the soul. We're not just talking about, you know, wild women, guys, okay? We've all got all kinds of lust. We've got all kinds of passion. We've got all kinds of faults and failures and sin in our life. And if anybody's going to overcome it, it's going to be you making that decision and fighting like heck. Amen? Say. It's the bottom line. The flesh lusts against the spirit. The spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one another so that you can't do the things that you would. Who wrote that? Paul. (laughs) If the Apostle Paul said the things that I should do, I don't. And the things that I don't do, I should. Then you think you might have problems if he's going to have some problems? Yes or no? Amen. If Peter's writing saying, I've got problems, and he was the disciple who Jesus called to be the leader at the rock. Remember him? But if he had problems and denied Christ and cut off a guy's ear in the garden right in front of Jesus. Can you see the bloody ear laying right in front of Jesus? If he slept during prayer, wouldn't help him. Don't you think you might have some problems too, yes or no? But no, I'm going to worry about so-and-so in the church because we're nuts. Amen or me. If I, just, if I just focus enough on my wife and get on her nerves enough and tell her how inadequate she is, we'll have a better marriage. You are smoking some serious drugs. That's not how we do it. You make you better and it will get better. And if it don't get a whole lot better, at least you'll be clear-headed and you'll be better. How about that? I need a better me. Come on. So that's what James is going to be teaching here today. Say that really loud. One, two, three. Our biggest problem is? Amen. Our own members, our eyes, our ears, our feet, our mind, our desires, our will, our emotions, us. The person we have the most trouble with spiritually is who? It's not somebody else in church. Or in our family. You know, we'd have a great family if it wasn't for her. I can't stand going home to these reunions because of him. Maybe they're saying the same thing about your tail as they're driving. Amen. Say, why don't you work on you? Amen. That's the message today. There's a war going on and it's within who? Us. It's what? It's raging. This ain't no little, like, little thing. It ain't some little ember. This is a wild fire inside of us. And we better work on it. And the beautiful thing is you, you get, you're an overcomer. God's given us all kinds of incredible, uh, you know, scriptures and things to help us. And we have His Spirit. Hallelujah. But you just can't say, I'm going to be filled with the Spirit and flop like a chicken. And all of a sudden, I'm a winner. You're a nut. Everything in life takes what? A dirty four-letter word. Except the Christian life. No, that's, I don't need nothing. I'm good. (laughs) It's crazy. Hardest thing we'll ever do is change us. 
for the good. But that's where God comes in. His word comes in. But there's some, some tricks to do it, and it's found here in this book. Yielding to the flesh is a dead end, verse 2. You lust and have not. It's like we're crazy. We do these things that we know are wrong, and it doesn't work out for us. How many ever you did something was wrong from judging to something awful sinful, and it just didn't work out for you? Can I see your hand? It didn't work out for me. Because we're nuts, aren't we? Yes or no? We don't get it. That's what James says. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Look at this. Say this right there. Say the, one of the best verses in the Bible. Say that with me. Yeah, you have not because you what? Isn't it funny? I'm good. I got it. And you just keep doing the same dumb thing. You, you, your personality is hurtful. Your actions are crazy. And you wonder, oh, well, God, pick it on me. He ain't picking on you. You just ain't asking him for nothing. You're not asking him for help. You have not because you ask not. Oh, and by the way, when you ask, get ready. You're going to have to do that four-letter dirty word again. Absolutely. We lust, we kill, we desire, we fight, we war. You name it, we do it, and we still ain't what? Have you ever thought the problem just might be you? Say yeah. Hmm. And this is the pot called, this ain't the pot calling the kettle black, baby. This is the pot calling the pot black. You got, you got, I'm the one with the problem. Good. Just like the mouth last week. This is good for me, Lord. The flesh will never be satisfied. This war going on. The flesh says fight, lust, and struggle your whole life. We keep trying to take that square peg of water our way and shove it in a round hole. And we keep, keep wondering, why it won't go? Because you're not doing God's will. You're not, you're not fighting this correctly. And we lash out. We do all kinds of stuff. The Spirit says pray. Jesus said this. Say it loud. Pray that you enter not into temptation. Well, I don't know how to pray. See, there you go again. Just lying like a dog. Here's how you pray. Lord, forgive me. How about that? How about this, Lord? Help me, Lord. I'm wrong. How hard is this, yes or no? How about this? Lord, I need to work on me, not them. Help me. Hey, is this very hard, yes or no? I think, I think a, a first grader can do this. Amen? It's not that we can't do it. We don't do it. We don't want to do it. And James says, now listen, you're never going to get to the place we need to be. Okay? Now, you've suffered, James says to his people. You've lost your loved ones. I get that. <sighs> but if we sit here whining, all of us, and we don't, and we bite on one another, and we're angry, we're not going to achieve what we need to as a church. Amen? So you need to work on you, and I need to work on me. What we don't need to do is me working on you and you working on me. Don't waste your time doing that. You work on you. And let's see how far we can take this church thing. I guess they did pretty good, didn't they? Almost, I would say most of the early church lost their life for Christ. All the apostles lost their life for Christ. I think if they did, probably most of them did. But here we are today, aren't we? Let's thank the Lord on Memorial Day for them. Come on. 
They're in heaven. They're in heaven. And they're saying, well, nice. That was nice. They didn't forget us. Keep looking. We even pray in the flesh, guys. James says you ask and you don't receive because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your own lust. This is how we pray in the flesh. We're crazy. Our motives when we pray are often not what? They aren't. We get in trouble, we pray. Then we ask for this. We ask for that. We ask for this. When's the last time you honestly got before the Lord and you said, Lord, I'm the one that's all screwed up. Help me to do better and repent before the Lord. Our prayers are so often misguided. They're selfish. This is just James talking. Just saying a little lay me down to sleep prayer at night is not going to cut it. That's not going to change you. I'm not against that prayer, but that's not going to change us, guys. We're, we're more wicked than that. Y'all hear me or not say? Hope you're listening today. We choose to obey the flesh. Verse 4. He's just walking. You adulterers, adulteresses. Wow, he was tough as a preacher, wasn't he? Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of what? And he wasn't saying being a friend to your neighbor. No. The world system, the world's ways that we take inside and we choose to do that and that's why we're losing the battle. When we choose to obey the flesh and desire this world system over a real friendship and intimacy with God, God calls this spiritual what? When we name the name of Christ... And yet we don't do right in our own life, and we don't fight to do right. Say that. Fight to do. One more time. Fight to do right. God says you're two-timing on me. That's what God's Word says. You might say, Clark, this is tough. Do you think men and women who, who died for our freedom here in this country, you think they had some serious fighting they had to do, yes or no? And you and I are just going to live this life like it's a cakewalk. We need to make this a better town. We'll make it a better town when we work on making us a better me and a better you. That's the fight. We're not calling on you to go out there and travel overseas and lay down your life. But we are calling on you, and Jesus is calling on you to rise up, be the man or woman of God you can be, and work on you. Watch your mouth. Work every day. To live your life for Christ. And you'll, you'll, you'll see this town will get better. The church will get better. A lot of things will get better. It's a good message today. Cheating on our so-called relationship with the Lord Jesus. That's what he calls it. That's what James says. I agree with him. Our own spirit, not the Holy Spirit, lusts to envy. Do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit that dwells in us lusts to envy? What does that kind of scripture mean? The idea is that our own imaginations are what? <laughs> how many, how many ever, you, you, you were sure you were doing the right thing, but you were just as crazy as the day is long. Let me see some hands. I was sure it was the right thing, but I'm like a lunatic. You see what I'm saying? We're so screwed up because we don't yield ourselves to the Lord. We don't repent. We don't put ourselves in that book. We don't fight that fight that you can certainly deceive yourself. Yes or no, amen. Back in Genesis, God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Every imagination and the thoughts of, of man's heart was what? Still is. <laughs> the Lord smelled a sweet savor. The Lord said in his heart, I'll not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I get I smite anymore the thing living that I've done. You know what God did? He said, I won't smite the earth anymore like I did with the flood. You know what he said? I'll send my son. I'll send my son. 
You know why? Because they don't listen. <laughs> Man will never be good enough to work himself to heaven. We'll never be good enough to fix ourselves. We're sinners. We've all sinned. We're all screwed up. We're all broken vessels. We need God's amazing grace. Amen? And as we yield to His Spirit, we have a fighting chance. Amen? In this life. You're not going to get out of here alive, by the way. You hear me now. You know that, right? So how are you going to live your life? You're going to live it for Christ? Our own spirit, not the Holy Spirit, lust in me. There's a war that rages within us. Accept this fact. Instead of arguing with me and James about all that I've said, you just need to say, boy, that's a truth. The war that rages. Now, let's go with another point. The war is within. Point number two in the message today, there is a way out. And this might be as far as we make it today. There's a way out, and it's called what? So one more time, can we say that louder? There's a way out, and it's called what? Repentance. Now, this is James, the Word of God. Keep looking. How can I fight this battle? How can I fight this battle within? How can I be spiritually victorious in my life? Stop thinking your big stuff. I've done this. I got this. I want this. I'm this, 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 this. I watch Shark Tank a lot. I like Shark Tank. I like it. I've learned a lot about business, to be honest with you. I've always thought I was a halfway decent business fellow, and I love it. If I can learn, I like to learn. But, uh, but if old Kevin there, old bald-headed Kevin, if you don't take his deal, you're done to him, you're dead to me, or if he doesn't think you can make it, he'll tell you, They'll, they'll squash you like the cockroach that you are. You heard him say that before? That's a good image in our mind. When we think we're big stuff in this Christian life, and we look down our nose at people, and we're fighting with other people, and we think we're better than somebody else, or we got all the answers, or you take your mess and go home, I want you to remember, God's a big God. And you can yield yourself to him or you're going to get squashed. I'm not saying he's going to key. I'm just going to say this. You're going to have a pathetic, miserable life. And you'll never know the life you could have had if you would have given your life fully, yielded to the Holy Spirit, the living God. And it's a battle I struggle with. So stop thinking. James says he gives more grace. God gives more grace. Aren't you glad there's some grace coming from the Lord? Woo! Thank you, Lord. Wherefore, he says, watch this. Say that with me. God does what? He resists the who. But he gives grace to the who. You know, the Bible says about a husband and wife. I know I'm going back and forth a little bit because it's so important. It says, husbands, love your wife like Christ of the church. Gave himself. It says, wives, see that you do what to your husbands? Submit to your husband. We love that, don't we? But did you know before it even said either of those two verses before that, it says, Wives and husbands, see that you submit yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. Every marriage would make it if both husband and wife submitted to to the fear of the Lord. Submitted to each other in the fear of the Lord. Instead of having your way, I'm right. But if we humbled ourselves, God would lift us up. This is the message today. There's a war, man. How are you fighting it? Submit yourselves in your life, your future, your everything to the Lord. Turn how to God. Turn what? How much? 
I think that's what I'm seeing that's disturbed me so much about the church today in America. Is that I just, I think this COVID-19 or whatever you want to call it and all the mess we hear on TV nonstop every day and every commercial, every other commercial is now telling us about it. I think it's revealed a real weakness in the church. I see the church biting on one another. Like calling me an embarrassment to our community because I kept this church open. Spell my name right. We need to stand for the Lord. Okay? I'm not just saying this church open thing. I'm saying, do you believe in Christ or not? Do you believe we matter? People matter. What we're doing matters. Okay? I'm 58 today. Okay, a lot of people packing in about now. Y'all didn't know this, but I was going to retire at age 55. That's the truth. But the Lord touched me and humbled me and slapped me around a few years ago and said, you're going to quit on me after all I've done for you. Between high school and public, I was in my white truck when the Lord hammered me one day. He said, I've not always been good to you. Why are you quitting? And I, I could tell you reasons I had. Not because of people. I just had done this a long time. That's a long time. But I think the Lord's called me now. He wants me to serve every day as if it'll be my last. And live for the Lord. Amen. And you too. You too, man. Come on. This is a tough man. I'm all over the place on this message, but this speaks to me. That's why I talk like this. Submit yourselves. One of the greatest verses in the Bible. Roger, we're going to have to quit. I love this. I could do this for 30 more minutes. Look at this scripture. Boy, if you ever memorize a scripture, this is it. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Say that with me. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. So we're to humble ourselves and we're to submit to who? To God. No matter what it is. We're not called to judge. We're not called to fight somebody else's battle. We're not called to fix people. The war is right here, Gary. Fight this war inside of you. And then say that last part. Resist the... And heal what? A lot of people read this verse and don't ever get it. We're going to get it today before we get out of here. Read that first part with me in the black. Back it up, Raj. One more time. Back it up. Back it up. Say that, say, say that white part. Go ahead. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Say the last part. Resist the devil... And he'll flee from you. Let's talk about this real quick, Raj. The war within, and we're going to quit today. Here we go. Your conscious, everyday submission to God is resisting the devil. Boy, you need to know this, and you need to know that. Write that down. Listen, say it one more time. Uh Uh-uh. Come on, back it up. Say that with me. Your conscious, everyday submission to God is what? How can I resist the devil? By consciously Submitting every day to the Lord. That's it in a nutshell. Oh, devil, devil, he home me. Devil, he bottomed me, he's getting the house. <laughs> How about you submit humbly to the Lord? And you'll see that's resisting him. When you turn to God, you're turning your back on Satan. Say that with me. When you turn to God, you're doing what? One more time. When you turn to who? You're turning your back on it's a it's a it's a flip coin deal. When it's heads, it ain't tails. Got that? 
When it's plus, it ain't minus. When it's God, it ain't Satan. But when you think you're all that, because I'm, I'm a believer in Jesus, and you're judging somebody, are you kidding me? That's some, that's some kooky math. Here's the map. Submit yourself, therefore, to God if you want to fight this battle. And when you do that, you're resisting the devil. And he'll flee from you. How many, how many of you say, I'm not bragging, I'm giving the credit to the Lord. There have been things in my life, I've humbled myself, I've submitted to the Lord, and the devil left me in that situation. Let me see some hands. Let's thank him real loud. Come on, he helped me. He helped me, man. It worked. It worked. It worked. <laughs> Amen. I wish you could just send the preacher some money and make it all go away. It ain't that easy. If I was you, I'd use my money wisely. <laughs> and I'd fight this war. And you're going to be a lot smarter and a lot better off down the way. Get real close to God. Draw nigh to God, verse 8. He'll draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. That's how you resist the devil. You submit yourself to the Lord. You draw nigh to the Lord. This is how you fight the war. And as I do that, wow, wow. I'm resisting Satan. It's done. How do I, how do I get close to God? How do I submit to God? Through what? Through the what? Through what? Word and what else? And what else? One more time. Through the what? And, and what? How many would say, I come to church on a Sunday morning. You know you're not perfect. You know you got problems just like me. But you say, I feel closer to the Lord. Let me see some hands. Is that the truth? That's all of you. I guess we do matter, don't we? I guess having church is important, isn't it? Yes or no? You can pray by the beach, I know that, but you ain't got us there. Us together, worshiping together, singing together, lifting up each other together. This is how we're going to make it in this fight. We don't need to fight each other. We need to fight the battle within and we'll win together. Amen? That's a great message. Get real close to God. Be absolutely real and sincere as you do this. No game play. Repent of known sin. Areas of weakness in your life. I'm late. i got to quit. But these are great verses. Be, be afflicted. How do you get close to the Lord? Be afflicted. Mourn. Weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, your joy to heaviness. That's some strong language. Call the mess in your life sin. Weep over your sin. Stop thinking it's funny. Cry about the crap in your life. Your life, not my life. And there's a quote of mine, and we're going to quit because I'm going to be famous. Say that with me. Sad ain't bad when you sad over your what? One more time. Sad ain't bad when you sad over your... One more time, because that's fun right there. Sad ain't bad when I'm sad over my... Let's praise the Lord for the word. I got to quit. Amen. Strong day. Wish I could have preached.